Coming up, the New York City Council has passed a bill that will allow undocumented migrants to vote. Undocumented migrants in New York City, illegals, are going to be allowed to vote. And the city, let me just say this, the city council says, well, of course they have a right to vote. They should have a right because they should be able to choose their representatives. After all, they live in the city, they benefit from city services, so they should have a right to decide. Well, let me say this. If they voted Republican, would the New York City Council ever let them vote? There's only one reason. It's not because the New York City Council wants to give them rights, wants to let them decide who to represent them. It's because illegals and undocumented migrants vote Democrat. It's very simple. And the Democrats like being in power. If they voted Republican in a million years, the New York City Council would never say, well, of course, undocumented migrants, of course, illegals should have a right to choose who represents them. Uh, All right. So Joe Biden, he claims that the reason his poll numbers are so bad is because the American people are getting misinformation. Voters are getting misinformation. They're not being told the truth. If they really knew the truth, they would they, they, they would approve of Biden. Biden's approval numbers wouldn't be in the tank. So Biden appeared on The Tonight Show. And of course, Jimmy Fallon lobbed him softball questions, as, as you'd expect. Although with Biden, pretty much any question is a tough question. But Biden says that the country is getting misinformation. I mean, he was actually asked about his horrendous, his abysmal poll numbers. And Biden is like gaslighting the country, trying to get us to believe that somehow everything's really fine. But uh, the issue is, he said, quote, Biden, he said, people are getting so much inaccurate information, not about me, but about their situation. They're being told that Armageddon is on his way, so, so is on its way. So that's what it is. People somehow... People are being convinced, I don't know by who, because the media is a big cheerleader for Biden, but somehow people are being told that their lives are really bad and their lives are really great. And if they only realized how great things are, then Biden's approval numbers would be way, way up. So, like, let's see people go to pump gas and they're paying $4 a gallon. Is that, like, misinformation? Is, some, is like, the gas tank, the, the, the $4 per gallon that it says when I go to pump gas, is that somehow, like, distorted? Is it really only $2 a gallon and there's something that I'm not aware of? My credit card's not really being charged. They're just pretending to charge me. When you go to the grocery bill and it's 25% higher than it was a year ago or when you go out to eat and suddenly you're paying exactly exorbitant amounts of money for pizza like that's somehow like misinformation it's like some kind of right-wing conspiracy trying to get people to think that they're unhappy when they're really happy maybe biden's just a lousy president i mean uh maybe people are anxious because the person who's running the country right now can hardly tie his shoes or doesn't know where he is half the time i mean i mean by the way biden like his his numbers are so historically low at this point i mean like he's polling lower than like people like kim jong-un You know that Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris is supposed to be in charge of the border, right? But she ignores the border. And then she tells us, well, no, I'm not ignoring the border. I'm dealing with the root causes. I don't have to go to the actual border because dealing with the border is not dealing with the border. Dealing with the border is dealing with Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador. The root causes because people are unhappy because those countries, they're living in squalor. That's what leads them, what drives them to our southern border to cross illegally. So Kamala is supposed to be dealing with Guatemala and Honduras. Well, here's the problem. Do you know that Kamala has not met with the president of Guatemala in six months? The president of Guatemala put out a statement saying, I haven't met Kamala in six months. She's supposed to be meeting with me so we can discuss the root cause, this is what he said, and the, and the White House confirmed this. And Jen Psaki basically 
poo-pooed it and basically dismissed it as though it's not a big deal, it's a huge deal because it shows you what we know. The whole thing is just a sham. Kamala was in charge of the border. She makes fun when she's asked, well, why didn't you visit the border yet? Oh, well, ha, ha, ha. I haven't visited Europe either yet. That's what she said. Then she went and visited the border, finally under enormous pressure because Trump went to visit the border. And But she says, but don't worry, I'm dealing with the root causes. Well, she hasn't met with the president. The root causes, that means it's it, the whole thing's such a joke. It's so f- phony and fake. But Guatemala people are coming from these 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 Central American countries where they're living miserable lives, and they come and claim asylum in the United States. So Kamala is going to be trying to improve the li- their lives in those countries. No, she's not. She's busy. She's the only one whose approval numbers are even worse than Biden, and she's a total disaster. Anything they've put her in charge of, I mean, has just been a complete failure. All right, we are hosted on the Vin News podcast. Network, Vin News, one of the preeminent news outlets, period. Uh, you know, according to a new analysis, the Build Back Better bill, the Bankrupt the Kids bill, it's going to increase the national debt by 24%. This one bill increased the national debt by 24%. This is a nonpartisan analysis. The Penn Wharton, the Penn Wharton model, the Penn Wharton, Wharton nonpartisan budget analysis. If the provisions are made permanent, that's the caveat. The, we know the provisions. They're always permanent. When we talk about all these benefits, the free college tuition, the free child care, all of those things, they are not going to go away after a year or after two years like the bill is currently structured. They're only doing that to lower the cost of the bill and to try to make it seem like it's not going to cost trillions of dollars. But if it's made permanent, then according to the Penn Wharton model, it's going to add to the national debt by 20 Four percent, which is just horrific. Those are those are that's that's madness. Uh, all right, so there was an explosion. Did you hear about this? An explosion at a Palestinian refugee camp in Lebanon, and this was caused by Hamas weapons. Multiple people were killed and injured. We don't know the numbers because they're never going to tell us the true numbers. This is a Palestinian refugee camp. There was an explosion, and the explosion was caused when a weapons storage room caught fire. A weapons storage room at a refugee camp. So weapons exploded. These were Hamas weapons. They exploded at a refugee camp. And these were Hamas weapons. And what's amazing is the AP is claiming, the AP, they're so egregious, they're claiming, well, it was oxygen tanks. It wasn't actually weapons that blew up. It was oxygen tanks. How does the AP know this? Because Hamas told them. The Hamas terror group, the AP reports this like with a straight face. Well, the Hamas terror group says it turns out it was not. By the way, there are multiple sources who say that it was weapons. It was a weapons storage facility that exploded. And it, it turns out even the AP in their own report where they're claiming that it was oxygen, ta- I mean, oxygen tanks, give me a break. But they're claiming that. And uh, they're also they're still quoting security guards who are at this camp who say, no, actually, it was explosives. Don't listen to Hamas. Why are we listening to Hamas? It's like the AP, they'll like Iran will like say, um, you know, Iran's like nuclear facility will be like sabotaged and destroyed or some mystery explosion. And the Iranians will say, no, everything's fine. There actually was no damage, which they always say. It's just phony propaganda to try to save face. And like the AP reports it, well, um, multiple sources say that there was enormous damage done to the facility. But Iranians, an Iranian spokesman says that actually it turns out they checked and there is no damage and the AP reports this stuff with a straight face but the people running this camp are are admitting that it was weapons and explosives that caused this massive fire so here let me read you here from this this AP quoted the Palestinian Hamas terror group said 
Explosions shook a refugee camp in southern Lebanon. They were caused by a short circuit in the storage area for oxygen bottles used to treat coronavirus patients. Later in the day, however, a Lebanese security official said the explosion was clearly ammunition, not oxygen bottles. The official who spoke on condition of anonymity uh, did not elaborate. And Lebanon's state-run national news agency reported on Friday that arms stored for Hamas exploded in the camp, in the Burj Shamali camp. So I'm reading you an AP story here where they have two very reliable sources, as reliable as it gets in these regions, right? I mean, you have you have Lebanon's state-run news agency, and you have a Lebanese security official, and the AP quotes both of them saying, yeah, these were explosives, and we all know that it was explosives, it wasn't oxygen tanks, and yet they quote a Hamas representative saying, uh, no, 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 these were oxygen tanks, these were not Hamas explosives, so who do we believe? Meanwhile, one of the people killed was a Hamas terrorist. So, like, what is the Hamas terrorist doing hanging around oxygen tanks? And then at the funeral on Sunday for this Hamas terrorist, a bunch more Palestinians were killed who were attending the funeral when a gun battle took place. There was an argument in the funeral, at the funeral, it seems, between Hamas and Fatah, and an argument took place, and they started shooting each other. And I think, like, three people were killed at this funeral. Do not go to a Hamas funeral. Whatever you do, avoid Hamas funerals. I mean, this is just insane stuff. I do have to mention, by the way, Naftali Bennett, Prime Minister of Israel, flew to the UAE. This is the first time that an Israeli leader has met with uh, the Emirati leader. The first time ever that you've had a meeting between the head of the UAE and the head of Israel. And who do we have to thank for this? Thank you, President Trump, the same man, and he gets zero credit, the same man who we have to thank for Operation Warp Speed and for the vaccine that has saved countless lives. He gets zero credit for that. He gets zero credit for this. You know, they, 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 they report on how historic it is to have this meeting. Trump and Jared Kushner, they get no credit. I mean, they made peace in the Middle East between Israel and multiple Arab Gulf nations, something I never thought would happen in my lifetime. It's just astonishing what's happening here. And Trump gets no credit. And look, I do have to mention, speaking of all of that, I have to mention that Trump this bombshell interview came out, happened a few months ago, but it has just been released, where President Trump bashed Bibi Netanyahu and said some very, very harsh things about Bibi Netanyahu. So I do have to say this. Look, uh, President Trump, he's bitter at Bibi because Bibi Netanyahu was one of the first to congratulate Joe Biden. Now, I don't blame Bibi Netanyahu one bit because everybody knew, you know, once it was very clear that, you know, Wisconsin, Georgia, we don't have to rehash all of that, but uh, those were some stressful few weeks there. But once it was very clear that Biden was going to be declared the new president and that Trump, you know, had no case in court, they were not going to overturn the results of a, uh, uh, of the election counts in so many states where Biden won, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona. So, like, once that became clear where the chips were going to fall, Bibi said, you know what? Listen, I got to congratulate the new president. When you're Israel, you've got to be friendly with whatever administration is in charge of the White House. It's as simple as that. So Bibi, of course, did the right thing. Trump is bitter about it. So now Trump is saying all sorts of very, very nasty things about Bibi. And and I'm going to call out Trump on this because Trump is, like, praising Mahmoud Abbas and saying, oh, Mahmoud Abbas, he was like an uncle to me. Those, those are Trump's words. You know, he, he treated me. It was like an uncle relationship where he enjoyed meeting him. And he's praising uh, uh, Mahmoud Abbas and claiming Mahmoud Abbas was interested in, in, in negotiating an agreement with Israel. I mean, Abbas would never in a million years negotiate any sort of peace agreement with Israel. 
Trump knows that. Trump despises uh, Mahmoud Abbas. Trump, I mean, he treated Mahmoud Abbas like dirt, like like trash for all those years he was he was in charge. So so why is Trump now suddenly coming out and praising uh, uh, Mahmoud Abbas and uh, and bashing Netanyahu because he's annoyed at Netanyahu because Netanyahu went and, and and called up Biden and congratulated him before like a bunch of European leaders. And, 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 and Trump is saying, why did Bibi have to do it so quickly? Well, we know the answer because Israel desperately needs to be on the good side of whoever's president of the United States. And we all knew the handwriting was on the wall. Anyway, we can get into the nitty gritty on this and the weeds, but the point is, I don't accept anything Trump, look, I'm a huge fan of Netanyahu, Bibi Netanyahu. He turned Israel, by all accounts, into a world superpower. Israel is an economic superpower. Israel is a military superpower. I mean, Israel, they took out, you know, Trump appreciates it more than anybody. Trump and Bibi, they were like partners, like a tag team. And just now Trump is sour over that congratulations call. So he's suddenly turning on his friend Bibi, but like, I mean, Bibi, they crippled the Iranian nuclear facilities again and again, the only one. I mean, uh, and, and, and they went and exposed so much information uh, about Iran, Iran's secret, uh, you know, nuclear program. And, and they went and delivered it to the U.N. The Mossad uncovered all sorts of amazing, astonishing things that go on in Iran that, you know, that nobody else exposes. And, and Netanyahu, I mean, you had Israel basically being like having a close diplomatic relationship with China, Russia, India and the United States. I mean, like, whoever heard of uh, such a thing? I mean, of like one little tiny country in the Middle East having these diplomatic relations and having all sorts of incredible business deals. I mean, I could go on and on. So I'm a huge fan of Bibi Netanyahu. And I think Trump is as well, deep down, you know, but, but like I said, he's just sour and bitter because that's what happens when you kind of insult him personally, then that kind of, uh, takes center stage. That's why Trump is bashing Netanyahu. Like I said, I'm going to defend Bibi Netanyahu here, um, in a big way and I'm going to criticize Trump because it is unfair. But look, that's Trump being Trump. You have to, as I always say, that's the dark side of Trump. You have to take the good with the bad. Um, Mark Meadows has decided not to cooperate with the January 6th commission. This January 6th commission, it is such a sham. Steve Bannon has been held in contempt of Congress. I, I, this never happens. The, you see all the time Democrats refuse to cooperate with Republicans. Republicans refuse to cooperate with Democrats. In this case, it's warranted because the whole thing is just purely politically motivated. And uh, do you know it's been reported now that Trump actually requested 10,000 National Guard troops in this notion that somehow Trump – conspired and supported the breach of the Capitol. I mean, he actually was calling for National Guard troops and somehow it was called off. But Trump actually requested that. It makes no sense. If Trump wanted to breach the Capitol, if he wanted to start, you know, some kind of civil war, why would he request National Guard troops? And they never enforce this stuff, you know, when, when contempt of Congress, when, when one side refuses to cooperate with the other. But now that's what they're doing because it involves Trump. So they changed the rules. So, but January 6th, here's the real cover-up, is how did Pelosi and the Capitol Police allow the most secure building on the planet to be breached? You have the Capitol. This is the most secure building on the planet. It's the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol. I mean, you're not talking about, like, Indonesia. You're not talking about Pakistan here. You're talking about the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. There is no building should be more secure Anywhere on the planet, literally, and yet it was breached by a bunch of protesters, by, by, by a bunch of hillbillies. So, like, somebody needs to be fired over this, and Pelosi was in charge. She's, in, she's responsible for the Capitol. She was Speaker of the House. So it's unheard of. This stuff happens in third world countries, and yet that story is getting totally ignored. So there was a massive tornado, of course, horrific, horrific tornado. 
in multiple states, caused unspeakable damage in Kentucky and a bunch of other states. And, uh, the, you know, the Democrats are hinting that this was climate change. There are people on the left who are blaming climate change. This is what they always do when there's a severe weather uh, system. And here's what we keep telling you is this has nothing to do with climate change, whether you believe in global warming or not, whether you believe in man-made global warming. But like the Democrats, they take these opportunities, even Biden hinted. He didn't say it straight out, but he hinted that there's a link between this horrific tornado and global warming. I guess it takes warm air to create the intense thunderstorm that then will create a tornado. The problem is you actually have an Obama climate official who who, who, who said that over the past 75 years, tornadoes have become less severe. Global warming, they believe in global warming, these Obama meteorologists, but they say that Global warming actually made tornadoes less severe. I mean, there was a tornado uh, of this caliber. It's very rare, but it happened like 100 years ago. So it's extremely rare, but it does happen. You can never take one isolated system and start linking it to climate change. You know, I know that because when it's freezing cold, they always say, well, that doesn't mean that global warming's not happening. We just had this blizzard that I told you about in Hawaii, a blizzard in Hawaii, which is extremely rare. And I said, well, where's the global warming? And, you know, the response on the left is always, well, it's just one isolated event. Global warming, that's a pattern. That's a pattern that affects the whole globe. Well, it's the same thing with this tornado. I don't even know exactly what the connection is between tornadoes and global warming. But it turns out that the experts say that it's impossible to link this tornado to global warming. And if anything, global warming has made tornadoes less severe, not more. But that's not going to stop the media. It's, it's a soundbite. And this is this is what they want. They want to somehow anything that happens, they know the answer. Right. They always know who to blame. So um, and it's always somehow Republicans fault and, and it's always Trump's fault. Wildfires, Trump's fault. You know, uh, when there when there's a hurricane not even linked to to, to, to warm air necessarily. Well, it's severe weather, then it must be Trump's fault. Like, they'll figure out a way to blame blizzards on global warming too, by the way. They'll say, well, you know, extreme weather in either direction is caused by climate change. It's caused by fossil fuels somehow. But, but either way, you have the media, like, they put out these enticing headlines and trying to link it to climate change. And if you look at the facts, if you look at the facts, including the fact that the liberal, um, weather people, weather experts, the climate experts are, are, are they themselves are saying, that no, this tornado was in no way uh, related to climate change, whether you believe in climate change or not. Jen Psaki was asked why Americans are so unhappy. Basically, they have White Houses bringing out experts talking about, with all these charts and graphs, talking about the positive signs of a healthy economy. And uh, don't worry about inflation. Don't worry about the exorbitant costs of groceries and gas. And um, Psaki admitted, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, people, you know, maybe they don't use charts to decide whether they're happy. Maybe it depends on how their pocketbooks are doing and how and their bank accounts. And she says that uh, it was co- it's COVID. She she blamed COVID. Saki basically said, you know, uh, people's psychology is very down right now. People are very depressed and they're very down because they're focused on COVID. Which, by the way, it's 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 the it's the mainstream media and and the Democrats that are that are focusing everybody's attention on COVID. But like, hello. I mean, the problem is that people can't afford to put gas in their cars. People cannot afford heat. People cannot afford to buy regular basic staples and groceries. They don't care about your silly charts, as Saki herself almost sort of admitted. And by the way, Saki was asked, you know, isn't inflation clearly very entrenched? Remember, they were telling us for a while this bogus narrative about transitory inflation. Yes, there's inflation, but it's transitory. It's only temporary. And now it's clear that it's permanent. And that Biden has no idea. They have the Democrats have no idea. It's their policies that are leading to inflation. So the only way 
to reverse the inflation is to is to reverse their policies and to govern in a conservative way, which they're never going to do. So uh, and to stop spending trillions of dollars. So she said, well, it doesn't matter what you call it. She, she, she said, don't you know, she was asked, don't you see that it's now entrenched and it's not just transitory? And Saki said, well, it doesn't matter what you call the inflation. What are you talking about? For months, she told us that it mattered. Remember, for months, the Democrats kept saying transitory, transitory, transitory. They were trying to do that again to try to gaslight us and try to confuse us and try to convince us that it wasn't nearly as bad as it is. And we knew that if we waited long enough, they would be proven wrong. And that's exactly what happened. Well, it doesn't really matter what you call it. We just have to fix it. Well, thank you. All right. As I said, the New York City Council passed a bill that will allow illegals to vote. I mean, again, it's undocumented migrants. They're saying they have to have a green card or a visa. It's going to allow illegals to vote. We, as we know, and it's going to allow undocumented migrants to vote who are not who are not American citizens, and it's disgraceful. It may be struck down in the courts, who knows? But like, you should need to be a U.S. citizen to vote. It, it's for local elections; it's not for national elections. They don't have the right to change those rules. But I don't care. I don't care. I mean, this is what happens: is politically, look. Number one, the Democrats they want more Democrat voters, and number two, they want to reward people who are not citizens. It's open border policies. It's socialist policies. It's extreme policies. I mean, what have undocumented migrants done to earn this esteemed reward that the Democrats are giving them? They've done nothing. The Democrats in the city council in New York, but they vote Democrat. It's as simple as that. And the amazing thing is voter fraud in New York and in cities and states, in liberal cities and Democrat cities and states, it's already so easy. I mean, you walk in, you don't need to show ID. You just need to sign. They don't even look at the signature so closely. Um, you could copy the signature. You could pretend to be anybody. You could pretend to be anybody. You could vote a bunch of times, and they simply have no way of knowing. And now this is going to make it even easier because you don't even need to be a citizen. And uh, I guarantee you, you know, this is only going to lead to more and more voter fraud. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.